0: It's the journey, not the destination. This journey is about the process of learning, growing, helping, and waking up to who we are along the way. Let's explore the means, methods, tools, and examples of living on purpose, living the life we want, and doing the things that light us up. I'm your host, Carlo Pietro Sanfilippo, and welcome to It's the Journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Journey. As always, I'm your host, Carlo Pietro Filippo. And for those of you who are joining for the very first time, thank you so much for joining me. And for everybody coming back, thank you, as always, for your support and likes and follows and shares and comments and all that fun stuff. Uh, again, I'm reminding people more and more I've been, been able to produce um, video content along with the audio content. So... I don't, I'm not able to do that for every episode, but when I do, it's always available on Spotify and I haven't been able to consistently do YouTube on that. But so, so far, if you want to check out the video stuff, go to Spotify uh, for It's the Journey and follow it there. And for those who you have been listening and reading to my book and podcast and all that kind of fun stuff, you know that the core of what I'm trying to do is provide you know, ideas and information and examples on how to live on purpose, how to say yes to your dreams and just do the things you want, live the life you want to live. And so with that in mind today, I'm super duper excited to introduce to you Sarah Woodard. Sarah shares her v- adventures with the world through Instagram at Sarah Woodard Travels. And what she does is she shares her experience about remote work and solo travel and adventure. And at this point, She's been to over 90 countries, which I Googled to make sure I knew there was currently 195 countries, so almost half of all all the countries that exist. So let's dive in and listen to the stories that Sarah has to share about her travel and adventures. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me. When you say there are 190-some countries, it sounds like I've been nowhere. (laughs)
0: It's <laughs> a lot only, of work to do. Only you would think that, right? <laughs> uh,
1: booking a plane ticket now. Yeah, yeah.
0: But it, well, I mean, I read there's, a, a, depending on the counts, like if they, they counted Vatican City and Gaza, which some people don't count for whatever, I forget why. So sometimes, yeah. so by some list, there's only 193. So, you know, depending on depending on how you want to count it, <laughs> but, but no, thank you for joining me. I, I, if anyone that checks out your site, you'll see what I what I love about what you're doing is that, yeah, you, you're going to all these amazing places that you don't see people going to every day. You know, a lot of the travel stuff is is amazing and fun and interesting, but it's sometimes the same kinds of places the the Parises and the Romes and Barcelonas of the world. And you, who knows? I just never know where you're going to be, and with you know, climbing a mountain or climbing an ice wall or roaming through the desert and all that kind of fun stuff. But I just, I just love what you're doing and and not only um, what you're doing, but just the sense of adventure and fun and joy that you, you bring to, to your audience. So thanks. Thanks for sharing all that.
1: Thanks. I guess it's it's showing through how much fun I have.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, that's amazing. So like, I'm just curious, you know, you're doing what some would describe like one of your adventures would be for a lot of people like this once in a lifetime thing. I've had some people say that about some of the stuff I do, and I've done a fraction of of, of what you've done. Um, you know, how do you, like, w- w- I, I'm just curious about like, um, why why you do what you, why are you traveling? Why are you, why do you feel this pull to, to go to so many fun and kind of off the beaten path kind of places?
1: Good question. Okay. Why do I feel the pull to go to so many off the beaten path places? It's just intrigue, really. I'm just so interested in all of these different places. And I think that not knowing about them is really what makes me want to go the most. Like not knowing anything about all the different cultures in India makes me want to see so many different places and like not just going to Delhi, but going all around. And I just have constant intrigue and I think that's really what what pushes me and I know um as a kid I remember looking at like my parents old passports and old coins that they had um my my dad was in the coast guard uh on an icebreaker that went all around uh, the Americas and down to Antarctica and my mom studied abroad in Turkey in like the 70s before People were even really traveling there, and especially as a woman, like I've just I've just been brought up to see these incredible places that people don't go, and know that you can. Um, and having that model, I think, of people who went to uh, places off the beaten path really impacted how I see the world and why I want to travel to these places.
0: That's so cool. did, did that? Do you think that that experience of like seeing your parents do that? maybe even bypass some of the fear that so many people do have about, about going someplace that's where they don't know a language or, or no one they know has ever been. Do you, do you think like, you're like, well, mom and dad did it, so I'm going to do it. Or do you still, oh, do you absolutely. fight fear at all? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I fight fear every time that I book a solo trip or go somewhere, I don't know the language. Like the, the fear of the unknown is always there. I think that, um, it's it's strange if you don't have it frankly <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it's good it's good to have a little healthy fear um but it did like i never thought for a second that i couldn't do these things because it was modeled like i i saw other people do it directly in my family and always knew that if they could do crazy things i could do crazy things yeah.
0: <laughs> that's so awesome that's and that's just a good reminder for people like how like you know if what who, whether you have kids or you don't that you're life choices are impacting the eyes that are watching you someone might go oh mom did that dad did that Sarah does that whoever like that maybe I can try whatever it might be so that's that's just it's just such a cool reminder like sometimes so many times parents just try to tell you what to do or tell you how to live but it's it's really what they show you that's most important
1: Completely. Yeah. And I, I don't think that they intentionally did that. It was really just talking about their lives. And now I hear my friends say, they show their kids, my Instagram stories. And it really, it just, it makes me want to share even more knowing that I am helping other people see the world and see there's a woman traveling through it alone. And hopefully they think they can do big scary things too.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I think about you, like it was my, I had One uncle who, when when he got out of the Marines back in the 60s, bought like one of these one-way tickets around the world and just started flying one direction. You could could just keep hopping on planes as long as you kept going the same direction. And then at some point in Southeast Asia, he found this couple that had a sailing boat that needed a mechanic and he was good with that. So he went on this sailboat and they sailed all the way to Australia. And then he's like, you know, they've, He's like they were crazy and f- drinking and fighting all the time, and he got caught in a hurricane, and so then <laughs> he got those. It, I didn't learn this till like like a couple of years before he passed away. He just never talked about that because it was pre Instagram, and he wouldn't have probably shared it anyway. And but yeah. th- some of those stories like that, or my other aunt knuckles travels, yeah, that, that that just kind of just opened my mind to like what I might be able to do. So that's it's cool that you have that example and that you are that example for other people
1: yeah i'm with your friend i love that story so much and it it reminds me of something that uh my brother shared with me when i um first studied abroad in college i studied abroad in uh, florence and in paris and my brother sent me an email uh that basically just said to just say yes and like that's how you take the world in like sure it's scary but like just say yes like sure you don't have a lot of money but just say yes like yes something goes and Just say yes to the crazy things and take the crazy boat ride with the crazy couple (laughs) and get a great life story out of it. (laughs) Exactly,
0: you don't know. I I mean, yeah, the life is so so short, and you just don't know what's going to happen or who you might meet. And it might be crazy, or you might fall in love, or you might find some kind of an awakening, or whatever. It's speaking of that, like that was like my next question. I was just curious. So, like on your travels, what what do you like? Maybe what's something you really learned about yourself along the way that maybe was surprising or helpful to you as you've, if you've gone through life and just your day-to-day life.
1: Yeah. I think that the biggest thing that I've learned is that I can do anything. And now I have this fantastic optimism that uh, if I try hard enough and like go through enough struggles, I can do anything. And like, Everything will go wrong, and <laughs> you will get through it, and you will get over it, but like the the point is that you can do it I yeah. Think.
0: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and, and I just again from from watching from afar well first of all I, I love I love when you share like you know like this is what my car looks like, and it's just like an explosion of stuff and, <laughs> and or
1: so much stuff always this,
0: yeah, this happened, and it was unexpected, but I did this instead and. You're just showing how like it's it, that kind of travel is different than like a vacation where you plug in and you sit on the beach and drink and go to see a show or something like that. You're, you're really having adventures and that requires flexibility. It requires a sense of, awe. Mm-hmm. it requires, um, a mindset that, that if you, ha- like you said, if you can have that, and you're in these tough times, it makes day-to-day life much easier. Like, oh, I got a flat tire. I'll figure this out, you know?
1: Absolutely. And just seeing how many day-to-day things go wrong in travel or, like, bigger things that go wrong, um, it's really led me to think that, like, future Sarah – isn't going to care. And so when something goes wrong and you have the flat tire and you're like in the middle of death Valley and don't know what to do, which happened to me, um,
0: <laughs> I believe You it. Know,
1: thinking like six months from now, this isn't going to be a problem. Like yeah. I've gotten through it and that's just helped me with every single problem everywhere in life, big or small, like six months from now, Sarah will be over it.
0: Yeah. That was in one of Tony Robbins books that I read a long time ago about, um, what did he say? like often we'll say, one day we'll look back at this and laugh. He's like, why not find Mm -hmm. a reason now to find the ridiculousness in what you're seeing instead of like letting it overwhelm you and then kind of put you in a state of like helplessness. Your question, what will would you say six months, Sarah? Yeah,
1: keep it more eloquently. Yeah,
0: I, I love it. I mean, it's lovely to have those little tricks to get yourself through through that stuff. Otherwise it can overwhelm you with fear and scariness and why me and, uh, you know. So.
1: Yeah, and travel really helped bring that out, especially because when you're traveling, you're so privileged and you're so lucky. Like mm-hmm. you get to do this thing. You get to be in this a horrible situation. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's all
0: good. Absolutely. Um, so as, and this thing your brother said, and, I, and, I, and one of the, one of my chapters in my books was called yes. And it was a thing I learned from improv. I don't know if you've ta- ever taken improv yeah. classes, but oh, uh, I've
1: heard it big Tina
0: Fey fan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like I wrote a chapter because as I learned that in improv, I started applying it in my life and I just wrote about all these, these series of, you know, saying yes with my kids to go to, back to Germany for the first time that I hadn't been since I was in college for my exchange trip and then in Germany we're or in Austria we were standing at the edge of a Roman ruin and I thought well maybe we'll go to Rome and going to Rome I'm like well maybe I should try to find my family and I found my family and learned Italian and now that's become like a huge part of my life from this I can literally point on a map to where that decision happened and where I said yes to that and it was just a series of things that that are still unfolding and so that's great advice your brother gave you, and it's something that it's been profound for me this past decade. Of like, well, why why not do that? Why 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 shouldn't I walk across Sicily or whatever whatever thing I'm thinking about?
1: <laughs> it's so incredible, and it's so easy to think about the no in mm-hmm. all of it. And like you say, like as an adult, I can't settle at my house and go for months on end. Backpacking the Sicily. Yeah. Like right. People think it's not possible, but it is like you're doing it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, the, the fun thing too is like, when you say, when you do say yes to something like that, you're saying no to all the other kind of more, maybe you're saying no to watching Netflix every night. You're saying no to mm-hmm. um, spending your money in a different way. Cause you need to direct it toward the things you want to do. It's so like without, without totally. like forcing yourself to be disciplined, you're driven that by whatever your goals are, which I'm sure you you, you spent a lot of time and energy directing your life and energy to this kind of lifestyle. And I wanted to get to that because like, how do you, I've heard a lot of people say to me, oh gosh, I would love to do this or that, but my partner, husband, wife, someone won't let me and sometimes they're sometimes it's an excuse or sometimes it's it's a real thing there's in a relationship and I know like you've you've really structured a lot of pieces of your life to make sure that that is a value that you don't won't let go of so like what what advice might you have for that for to help people especially as they as they're thinking about the big things they want to do in their life
1: yeah i mean the phrase might my- my wife or husband won't let me that word let is really bloated. I I feel like I shouldn't even go there about what okay. <laughs> you're in that situation. If somebody is saying they're not letting you do something like they, they own you. Um, but I do think that for me, you know, it really is about creating a life that affords you what you want. And so it also means prioritizing really heavily. And for me, I always know what my priorities are in life and you can only do so much at once. And so there have been times where I knew I was prioritizing travel and then I was my partner and then it was my job or times where I was prioritizing my job and then my partner and then travel. Like I've always known the order and that's really impacted what I'm doing and where I'm spending my time and energy. And so I think um Knowing that prioritization for yourself is really helpful. And so if travel is number one, let people in the life in your life know that it's number one and help them understand it's important to you. And maybe you're not taking a two-month backpacking trip through Southeast Asia, but maybe it's that you can save your money and days off and in two years you get to do two weeks in Asia or whatever it is, like knowing those priorities and making it a goal and just Maybe expanding your timeline or whatever it is, I think really helps. And knowing those priorities too helps you capitalize on them. Where you know you you know what you want, and when you see an opening, it's easier to say yes when it comes about that you do have time um, to do that thing.
0: Yeah, that's really
1: prioritization is really what it all is. Yeah. For me, like you said too, like I've I structured so much of my life around travel and that comes down to like where I've lived. Like I haven't spent a ton of money on really fancy apartments or cars or like getting my nails done every week because those things mean less to me than going to an interesting new country for a couple weeks. And so it's just all decisions and priorities.
0: All right I love it because I mean that's that's something I've I've been trying to encourage people. I've been writing about is like you have to decide absolutely clearly what you want and 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 then look at your how you're spending your time in life and make sure you're prioritizing that and then yeah writing out writing out those values is so clear because it'll like you're saying it helps you decide how to prioritize your time your money you can you can um i think a lot of people that say someone won't let them is because they've never vocalized what they really want and maybe because because i know Mm -hmm. for me i i it took me a while to figure out what i want and then i was afraid to say it and then and i maybe have maybe would have blamed it on other people or my circumstances. Well, I could never do that because blah, 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 blah. But then once, once I became really, really clear of what I wanted, it became much easier to restructure my life and take the things out of it. I didn't want and get rid of expenses and, and obligations that took away from how I wanted to spend my time. So you're just a living example of that. Okay. And I love that.
1: Yeah, and I think with those conversations too they can be hard and the the first reaction of a partner or friend or family whoever it is I think won't always be good mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that it won't change and get better. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking about with my own uh boyfriend and talking about our living situation and Uh, me wanting a permanent home base for a while and him not wanting one and my immediate reaction was I want my couch to be somewhere and to travel from there and like this is what I need in my life and giving it a few days and a few weeks we actually like came to a solution where we can be nomadic for a little bit and it actually like does work out for me and I was the one who started out feeling negative about it too and like Came around. So I know firsthand that sometimes those conversations can be hard and people get over it and people start thinking through it and they can change their own mind or you can change their mind and things will get better Mm -hmm. once you just vocalize what your, your wants and needs are.
0: And I think that's the, that's the most important thing is like being able to vocalize it and declare it. And I think the hardest part is first, sometimes just declaring it to yourself. Like, what do I really, really, really want? And sometimes that's really scary for people if they've never done that, but then having enough faith, it's hard if you haven't done that before to have enough faith and confidence to say it out loud. If your entire circle doesn't do that. So like, Sometimes like for me, a lot of this stuff, there's almost nothing I'm doing now that I was doing a decade ago. And so <laughs> uh, uh, many, there's some, some of the same people are in my life, but most are new people. And, and at first I was afraid to say what I wanted because I knew it wasn't what anyone else in my circle was doing. And as I started doing it, then I started getting questions and how could you do that and this and that and the other. And, um, but once I had enough confidence and faith in myself, then I just kept moving forward and the people who wanted to stay, stayed and, and the people who didn't, didn't. So you have to be okay with that, I guess. Totally. Um, one thing, so another, uh, so another thing I, uh, I get other people who say, Oh my gosh, they get excited about something i've done or something i've somewhere i've gone especially i've as i've done more solo travel myself and i've got a, i've had a lot of female friends or say that looks great i would love to do something like that but i don't feel comfortable as as a as a solo female traveler so i can't do that and i've pointed so many people to your page like check out sarah's well, page because she does it she's doing it she's killing it and i can't tell you well this is what you need to do cuz I don't know your perspective. I don't know what you're thinking about. So I want to get like your maybe top tips and tricks for how you plan and how you how you keep yourself safe.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that the first thing is always reframing how I think about a place, um, because the world is not a scary place and a lot of people want you to think that it is. and no matter what, I always feel a little afraid when I'm going on a solo trip. There's the the anxiety and the anticipation and so many unknowns. Uh, but then once I get to a place, I've literally never left it saying, wow, that was a place I should have felt afraid of. Um, I always come back saying, wow, I'm embarrassed that I ever felt that way before uh-huh. coming here. And so... I think that's like the big number one thing to realize that like most places unless they're on like the number one top tier um like do not travel list, war zones. are yeah. going to be okay yeah, yeah exactly yeah um and so that's that's number one uh but then from there i think that doing extensive research is always really really helpful i like to go all out. I spend a ton of time making these extensive spreadsheets about all the different things I can do, all the places I can go, all of the types of transportation you can take, and making sure to download all of the apps that I should know about, and like doing the Google searches of like solo female traveler in Azerbaijan or wherever it is, and just understanding other people's perspectives because everything is online now. Like everyone has said, you know, good and bad things. It's great to know both and. Take it all with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. Um, So just exceptional planning is always good. I also think that um, a tip for places where I haven't felt very comfortable in advance uh, is just to find a tour guide. I've had a lot of great success just with like Airbnb experiences or doing free walking tours when I first go somewhere. So someone's kind of walking you around the places that you know will be safe or there's a great um travel company called indie guides that does a lot of um kind of out there travel through more like central asia
0: um
1: indy indie guide and you can just say what you want your trip to be and people will kind of bid for your business there i don't work for them this isn't an ad i just love them
0: no Um, no but there (laughs) are
1: a lot of places like that like you can find a guide for almost anything that will keep you safe and pick you up point to point and like Having, if it's your first time trying it, trying solo travel, having guides for everything is a great way to feel comfortable and just knowing that, like, they'll pick you up at the hotel, they'll take you everywhere you need to be, they'll take you to a restaurant you can eat at and not get food poisoning, yeah. And they'll bring you back to your hotel.
0: No, that's uh, I have I haven't gone, I haven't done as much travel with guides, but every time I have, I've just been blown away at how much. More and my my last trip to Palermo, I, I hired a guide uh, that someone Rick Steves recommended. She was actually a guest on my okay. show, uh, Jacqueline O'Leal. Cool. Yeah, she's like written twelve books about Sicily, and we I only had two days there, and I didn't have time to do all the research. So I'm like, I'm just gonna spend yeah. I think three hours with Jacqueline. She's one of the world leading you know leading historians on Sicily, and we just went all over the city and. It's amazing how much, yeah, he can learn. And along the way, she's like, oh, you should try this. You should eat that. You should go here. You should see that. And I just have now I have a bigger list of things to see when I go back because of that experience. I'm glad you mentioned Airbnb experiences because that's something I'm looking into for my next trip as well. I've heard some good things about that.
1: That's great.
0: I've always been like, like, like nerdily excited about my travel spreadsheets as well. But I would <laughs> someday. If I would love to, like, like, like compare, like, because, like, you've done so much more of it. But I've got like the the big things about you know, like the day and and where I'm going to be and what if there is there any travel uh, accommodations I need to think about that day or what time I need to be at the bus stop or you know what are the major things in that city I need to do or is somewhere I need to buy tickets for and all that kind of stuff. Is that same kind of details you're looking at or?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. These spreadsheets are just psychotic. They have everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I'm sure yours have macros and all kinds of stuff that mine don't have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's funny though is that, like, as I've traveled more, I've also gotten comfortable not having any plan and knowing that, like, it'll be okay. And I kind of have the tips and tricks in my head of like what I do and don't do. And so there are some places where I just have zero information. I have like the name of a hotel and it's like, that was, I was there for two weeks and there's the hotel. I stayed at night one and then figured it out every day from there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to, that's this next trip. I'm going to have about a month and a half of that in two different time periods where I kind of know generally where I'll be. I know generally what's there, but I don't have, I don't even have anything booked yet because it's so far out. But I'm, I'm kind of excited about having that kind of freedom to just plop in somewhere. And, you know, sometimes it's fun just like to go to the bakery and check out that and walk around the town and see things that aren't on the tour guide list and then discover stuff as you go.
1: Mm -hmm. And that Um, actually the, the word freedom is the word that I love there because even with the, the crazy spreadsheets that we make, I think that those actually can afford us a lot of freedom too, just because we know all of the options and then can just plan a day based on what we see on the map or like what we want to do, but we know it's there if we have an hour or five hours.
0: I learned that years ago, not even about travel, but Brian Tracy talked about that with time management. He's like, sometimes people think that t- time management and, and and all this planning traps you, but I really, it gives you more free time. So like, if I know the, if I know ahead of time, the logistics of the travel days and the airports and where I need to be, and, and I'm not wasting time looking for that kind of stuff. If I kind of know the big things I need to see, I'm not wasting time. If I, If I'm going to a big city and I know I better buy tickets ahead of time for that, or I'm just not going to see something or be standing in line. So then those things, like you said, those open up freedom. Okay. I got right into this museum. So that saved three hours. Now I can just relax at this cafe or whatever.
1: Yeah. And I I have such a uh, travel fail about the same concept Um, when I went to, uh, Armenia, Georgia, and Azerbaijan, I had all my plans. I had like a couple things booked, some loose things booked, and I missed a connecting flight in Dubai, something like that. And I wasn't able to get another flight for like two days. And I was only going to be in Azerbaijan for three days, something like that. Like, I can't remember the full details, and because I had already done all of the research and knew what I needed to do and like what days certain things happened, I rearranged the entire order of the trip and the countries I was going to and was able to make it work with all the things that I wanted to do.
0: So awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So like uh, all of that research and scheduling just gave me freedom.
0: Yeah. It, it, Cause you know, it, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's fun having, the, it's fun having freedom and time to explore. But I, I, you know, and I kind of want to know: is there something there? Like, you know, there's certain Italian artists that I always want to see. So even if I'm in a non-Italian city, I'll look and see: are there any? Are there any Caravaggios in the city? And I'll like go mm-hmm. some, to a museum just sometimes to see one piece of work, um, because I don't want to miss it, you know. But yeah, those that that, yeah. that that's great. Yeah, that, it's yeah because things do go wrong, and it gives you, makes it easier to to shuffle things around. So that's that's a good that's a good reminder. What? Cause you know, you put, you put a lot, so you put a lot of energy into this you put a lot of energy in the planning. Uh, are you, are you doing your own kind of journaling as you go so that, that you, that's just for you of like, whether it's like just reminders of what you liked or reminders of uh, some experience you had so that, you know, not six months, Sarah, but let's say 60 years from now, Sarah can look back and go, Oh yeah, I'll remember that or share it with your future generations.
1: I have one hundred seventy thousand photos in my iPhone.
0: <laughs> so oh my god! Not the
1: response you were thinking. Uh, yeah, I pay a lot for cloud storage. Um, but so I, I don't write things down. I wish that I did write down the stories because they are like they were magical when they happened, and I wish that I could remember more from fifteen years ago from my first trip to Columbia or whatever. Um so I wish that I journaled. That's a regret that I have, but I do have photos of like every single thing I saw and did and ate and like the ground I stepped on. Yeah. Every step basically. It's a photo journal. So yeah. It's a photo journal and that's sort of what my, my Instagram is too. I didn't start by wanting to have like a lot of followers or a big account. Um my my photo journaling started because when I studied abroad, my dad said, Sarah, I know you hate talking on the phone, but how am I going to know what you're doing? And uh, Facebook was the big thing at the time. It was uh, 20, 2008 maybe. Um, and so he just said like, post pictures on Facebook, post your albums on Facebook. You don't need to call me, just I'll look through and you'll know that I see them. And so that's kind of how it started like i was sharing these stories via social media with my friends and family from day one and it really stuck with me and now i go back and like have these these photo albums of these incredible memories and some like weird blurbs that i wrote and uh that's that's how 60 years from now sarah will
0: know what happened yeah Yeah. what about you
1: you do a lot of journaling
0: yeah well you know i also um, hear
1: you have a podcast (laughs)
0: <laughs> exactly. You know, so like last year was the first year. Well, I guess I've, I've done, I, i I'm bringing along a little bit more equipment this year so I can do more with that. But the podcast, like, you know, I'm doing like last time I just kind of shared a little bit of updates of what I was doing here and there and what I'd seen, but then some of what I shared from the road were like just things I, cause I was sometimes would walk by myself for eight hours and it would get me thinking about my things. And I'm like, you know, all my things now, all the things I've had for 30 days are just the stuff that's on my bag, in my back, in my backpack. And I don't really miss anything. And there was, so I shared some thoughts about that and shared some thoughts about kind of being a stranger, you know, like how people treated you and, and, um, the kindness I saw and then people asking me if I was okay. And like, you know, like you were just like the basic humanity that you see over and over again. So I've tried to share some of that and I tried to write, Some days I'd be really good about writing every day, and then some days I'd be so tired that I just would crash. And um, so I'm I'm in the same boat where I've got I haven't done a photo count, but there's a lot of pictures, not 170 thousand, but a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And uh,
1: yeah, I have a problem.
0: Yeah, but I want to do. I want to. I want to. I want to figure out. I'm I'm still figuring out what I what I want to do with it because I'm still learning some things about myself along the way and i want to hopefully mm-hmm. share that in a, in a way that's helpful for people that's not about the travel it's about you know just mindsets and like you said the open mindedness and and going new places and connecting with new people and um and what that does to your your soul and your your heart and just, you know when you, again like you sometimes you you hear about a place and you're like i know i don't know but i do that like you've never been to a country and someone mentions the country and you're like, I not even, I couldn't, couldn't exactly point that on the map. Sometimes I'm like bad with geography until I've been there. But once I've been there and trolled around a country and, and seen some different places, then I get a little bit more of a better mental map. And you learn a little bit about the people and places that live there. And then now you're like, okay, like last, last year I accidentally was in huge chunks of charles V's empire in europe <laughs> like belgium spain and italy like i kept seeing statues and references to this spanish habsburg empire emperor and i saw where he was born i saw where he was baptized i saw where he had his honeymoon oh. and so because i love travel i love history so much it's like mentally creating this map of this person who controlled this huge chunk of territory in the 1500s and uh but yeah, what am I doing with that? I don't know. It's 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 it's, it's, it's filling gaps in my brain and my curiosity. So, so uh,
1: interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, besides spreadsheets, you I know you've done you've talked about this before too. Like I know, like uh, you said, you've got an extensive Google Map collection, um, which that's that's become more important to me. Uh, Besides Google Maps and spreadsheets, what other, like, is there other favorite website? Like, like, are you a big Reddit person for research or anything like that?
1: No, I just, like, go into the wild west of Google search. (laughs) That's really, I, I feel like I have, I should have documented this by now, but I always get through the same searches and like roughly in the same order, you know, starting big, of like what to do in Germany, and then like diving deeper and deeper and deeper into things that sound interesting. Um, so I don't, unfortunately. Do you have any tips? I'm clearly doing it wrong.
0: No, gosh, no. I mean, you're you're you're, you're, you're you've got to be doing like. So I mean, I've been mostly focused on Europe, and so I, when I go to a country, I tend to hit the bigger areas, and generally, like Rick Steves is my starting point. Um. Mm-hmm. I pretend he's my uncle. It's like, well, what would Uncle Rick do? Or wh- where sh- where should I go? <laughs> and he lays it out in just a real easy way. Like, these are the things to go. These are the things to see. Here's a little bit about the history. And I use that as a launching point. And then when I'm comfortable, then I start diving into the areas that he doesn't have time to talk about, which which then – but that gives, me, that gives me like a, a good, solid – okay, I'm comfortable with this country. I understand how to travel within it. Um, I understand how to order food and – so that's kind of my launching point. And then now that I'm going places he doesn't recommend, I've I've just been going on. Um, I tend to follow people on Instagram that are, I have a lot of Italian Instagram people that I follow, follow whether they are Italian or they just go there. And then I just start bookmarking places. Like, oh gosh, in Sardinia mm-hmm. there's like the oldest tree in Europe. I think it's four thousand years old. And then there's these megalithic sites in Sardinia and Malta. So those are bookmarked. And then I watch a documentary about this stuff. And so yeah, it's it's I don't have it I don't have it written down in a way that a uh, if I had an assistant they could do it for me. It's yeah. still evolving. But that would be that would be a good exercise, okay? Like because like as much as you do it, like you probably if someone someone sat you down. And forced you to, you could articulate a process that then, uh, if you had a if you had an empire of travel a travel company, someone could follow that through and like come to ninety percent of what you've been doing for you. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Probably. I do,
1: man, I have a lot of that like obscure uh, Google Maps flag situation going on too, and I never write notes about why I put it in there too. And so I'll have, like, a random restaurant in the middle of, like, rural uh, Slovenia, and I don't remember why I booked it or, like, what was special about it, but there was something. So lately I've been trying to remember to say, like, who, where I found it from, if it was, like, somebody on Instagram, if it was a friend, and why I put that flag there, because... I, at this point have, you know, like my photos, I just have thousands of flags all over the world.
0: So, <laughs> right. No
1: recollection of putting them in. <laughs> the,
0: for, is, I'm, and I'm like, really, when I had my financial planning business, my assistant was the person, he was in charge of my calendar and my my CRM because I'm, I understand the value of notes, but I'm terrible at doing it. But I've, I'm, mm-hmm. he would be proud of the notes I have in my Google map because um like a, a friend that's from Italy the other day is like, if you're near Cinque Terre, you have to go to this other town because they've got these amazing fried anchovies, and here's the kind of wine you should get. And he's like, if you don't go there, I will be pers- personally insulted. <laughs> so, like, I put down this town, I wrote down anchovies, uh, white wine, you know, and put down his name. And I'm like, so, like, <laughs> I, God, I wouldn't forget why I had to be there and what I was supposed to eat. <laughs>
1: Don't lose a friend, Carlos. (laughs) Go here. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Uh, But yeah, I'm trying to get better about that. Or I'll put down. uh, There's a Caravaggio painting. (laughs) Great, great, great sandwiches or something like that. You know.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So,
0: Um, 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 so okay. Here's here's what I was thinking of. If all the places you've been and all the things you've seen, if, uh, the day after tomorrow, like there's just no more travel for whatever reason, travel stopped and you had, you had to go fly one place and just stay there. Where would you go?
1: Oh, what a tough question. I've never thought about that. I thought this was going to go in the direction of like, what's the last place you travel to, but staying there is a different story. I was yeah. going to say Antarctica, but that is not very <laughs> like to say. Don't make me. Um <laughs> yeah. Where would I stay? I adored Thailand. And it's so, like, it's popular and everyone says that. And I'm a full believer. Like, yes, I go places that are really unique and off the beaten path, but good things are good for a reason. Mm-hmm. And the food in Thailand is amazing. The people are the most friendly and hospitable anywhere in the whole world. The weather is great. It's absolutely gorgeous. You have every type of like land form within the country, top to bottom, so much adventure, I would spend a lifetime in Thailand. Awesome. What about you?
0: Uh, I would probably have to say Italy just because I, I, mm-hmm. I love it so much. I love the food. I love, I, I absolutely love history. And there's, I know there's a lot of places, every place has its own history, but I'm just fascinated with the history that's there and it's and I understand it the best. I have a personal connection to it with my family. So um digging in I mean I'm fascinated by Chinese history. I'm fascinated by Indian history, but I don't know much about it. But diving into this through Italy feels also very personal. Um mm-hmm. so if I had to just plop somewhere I'd you know find a little place where I had uh some olive trees and some lemon trees and grow some things and eat some things and learn how to be Uh, uh, an Italian person with try to be, just try to take advantage of like learning as much as I could about their food culture and growing things and making things, uh, and living in, in, or at the edge of some neat little village, um, maybe doing some fishing and stuff like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What a life.
0: Yeah. That, (laughs) so
1: uh, if Thailand is closed.
0: There you go. <laughs> there you know. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, like when I'm there now, like I'm endlessly curious about the things to see. And when you're hungry, you're you're always happy cuz like you said the Thai food is amazing. Mm-hmm. Italian food, I love it. I love um I love how different it is from one city to the next. You know, they've got their way of making pasta. That's the way to make it and you got to have it or their specific kind of cheese and <laughs> uh yeah 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 but um awesome awesome um oh good i think that's so helpful like uh, having i think i think the advice you gave about making sure you're clear about what you want and it's not just about travel like whatever it is you want to do have and be in your life you got to have even if like at first you're just clarifying that for yourself this is what i want if it's in a private journal and then declaring it you know and in a diplomatic way, but to the people in your life. So that like, this is what, you know, life is short. This is, these are the things I want to do, the places I want to go, how I want to live. Um, and, and keep moving in that direction. Like you said, you may not do two months, but maybe you can do two weeks or whatever it is, the thing you want to have, just being clear about that and moving in that direction. That was so helpful. Yeah. And then your tips and tricks about doing your research knowing that it's not as dangerous as you think. It's it's funny when you said that because yeah, here I am in St. Louis and like anybody Google St. Louis, it's most dangerous city in America. And so, but oh, everybody here. East St. Louis. Yeah, but I mean, exactly. <laughs> I know. But everyone here is like all the St. Louis, many St. Louisans have said, oh, aren't you scared going to Italy? Isn't the mafia there? <laughs> and like, it's <laughs> not like, or like, weren't you scared walking through Sicily? Isn't that, wasn't it dangerous? I'm like, <laughs> It's like no, and then, but then, other people say, "Oh, isn't St. Louis dangerous? Isn't it scary?" And so, you should think about that. Afraid of
1: the unknown,
0: exactly, exactly. Um, And you learn about yourself when you dive into those things. So, well, Sarah, I just absolutely, I said, I absolutely love your page. I hope people will follow follow Sarah Woodard Travels on Instagram for ideas and inspiration, and and really just the sense of joy that you bring to all of it that I think is just a valuable lesson for, for uh, someone's whole life, you know? So, yeah. Thank you for sharing.
1: Yeah. 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 So kind.
0: No, no. Pleasure talking to you. Always a pleasure connecting and uh, yeah. So, well, thank you. Uh, Do you have any, any, any upcoming things you want to share that you're you're excited about or not? Uh,
1: I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> what am I? What am I doing? Upcoming things? I don't know. Check out the Instagram. I tend to plan things very last minute these days, so I have no idea what I have doing no next. idea.
0: We, perfect. <laughs> That's the perfect answer, and it's absolutely right. And I love idea. Yeah. So I yeah, I love watching Instagram. It gives me inspiration. It gives. Me, it reminds me of places I want to go or maybe have been, and so. You know, as a thank you so much for being you and sharing your joy and sharing uh, the the your passion for the things that you're excited about because I know it's making a difference in people's lives. So thank you,
1: Sarah.
0: Thank you. All right, everybody. I hope that was fun. I hope that was as helpful to you as it was to me. Uh, Sarah is always an absolute treat and joy to connect with. We actually tried recording that episode. Uh, Just over a year ago, right before my trip last year to to Sicily, I was uh, getting ready to leave and she was on the road in Vietnam of all places. And uh, unfortunately, because of our internet connection, the the recording didn't work out. And I was horrified and embarrassed and sad. And in, in typical Sarah fashion, she's like, that's okay, we'll redo it. And we did. And I'm so, so grateful that we did there's just she's such a joy and has so many great um, stories and so much great information to help you in whatever it is you're trying to do it doesn't have to be about travel Uh, that's the whole point of my podcast it's the journey it's about it's about the process in doing the things that you want to do have and be in your life and travel is just an obvious metaphor for that so if you like If you want to learn more about sarah if you want to learn more about her adventures if you're curious about solo travel solo female travel remote working go to sarah woodard travels on instagram and just follow her for for a lot of really delightful fun and inspiring posts and if you're curious about what i'm doing if this is your first time joining me on it's the journey thank you for joining me i hope you will like and follow wherever you can Uh, you can go to carloblog.com and learn about Uh, The things I'm doing, the book that I wrote, uh, the book that I wrote, um, if you haven't read it, it is Afterlife, Waking Up from My American Dream. And it just talks about the process that I went through to kind of deconstruct and reconstruct my life to be able to do and live the life that I wanted, uh, which right now includes. I'm, I'm I'm in Italy. You can see from the background that's different. I recorded the episode when I was in St. Louis and I've been in Turin for almost five weeks now. Studying Italian, and I'll be in Italy for for the rest of this year to uh, study Italian and, and explore and dive into the things that I'm interested and curious about. So, if you if that sounds fun to you, uh, give the give the podcast a follow and like. Uh, check out my book. Check out my podcast. and Car- I'm sorry. Check out the website CarloBlog.com. And there you can find my links to my, my Instagram. I've got an Instagram page for my writing and another one for my, my own travel adventures. So that's what I got. I hope it was helpful. I hope you're having fun. I hope that you will do the things you want to do and enjoy your journey. Thank you.